on this episode of the Serve to Perform podcast. Good question. Um, yeah, I think if there's something you love doing, you know, lean into that. And if it's if it's something you want to do, don't you don't need to don't let others discourage you from like this isn't like the place for you. Yeah. Um, when I was in undergrad, my program, I had the opportunity to try out a bunch of different things, and through that, I was able to really what it was I did and didn't like Um, and within theater production there's all these different um, things you could end up doing and for some it's like going into carpentry and going to scene shops or going um, and for me I was also really drawn to the lighting side of it and doing that as well as the management Um, and the management is what I, I pursued after Hello and welcome back to the Serve to Perform podcast. I am your host, Delaney Osborne, and today we're joined with a very special guest, Miss Kat Wepler. Kat, thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Yeah. So today we're going to talk all things women's empowerment, what Kat does specifically here with our community in Northwest Arkansas, and then we'll go from there. So Kat, tell us a little bit about what you do here in our community. Sure. So I am the director of production at Theater Squared here in Fayetteville. And if you don't know anything about Theater Squared, we are a professional theater company. Um, We build and we make everything in-house. We do all the rehearsing. We rehearse all the plays. Um, We build all the sets, make the costumes. Um, We're often bringing in artists from out of town. We also work with local artists as well. So, um, yeah, we put around um, seven plays a year. It's been every year we're kind of adding another one on. So, yeah, just working in in the, in the arts in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, that's so awesome. So tell us exactly what your role is with Theater Squared. Yeah, so I'm the director of production, and I always say it's like when you go to see a show, um, my purview is anything on the stage that you see or hear, um, basically with, except for the actors, but sometimes the actors. Okay, gotcha. That's awesome. Costumes, lights, sound sets, props. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got to Fayetteville specifically. I know off camera before we started our podcast recording, we talked a little bit about how you got here to Northwest Arkansas, but let's tell everybody watching how you got here with involved with Theater Squared. Sure. So I'm originally from Indiana, and um, I started in theater in high school and um, community theater then as well, and I went to school for it in Ohio, and my degree was international theater production then. Um, after that, I moved out to California. I was a production manager in California for four years. Then I went to grad school, so I moved from Berkeley, California, across the country, road trip across to wow. Connecticut. Wow. And I got my um, my MFA in technical design and production from Yale School of Drama. Okay. And after graduation, I accepted the position at Theater Squared and moved to Arkansas. So that was probably a huge adjustment. I cannot imagine what going through that was actually like moving to Connecticut, um, being in Connecticut, and then from Connecticut to here was probably a whirlwind. So tell us a little bit about your passion. What are your passions? Obviously, theater is probably one of them. But tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit more about outside of theater. What you enjoy to do in your free time, or what you realize or have realized is your passion's work. For sure, yeah. I think I'm so fortunate to have gone, been able to go into a field and work in something that has been such a passion for mine and theater in particular, uh, once you get into working in the arts and performance, you know, there's also so many different genres of that. Yeah. Um, I really love dance. There was a part of uh, my path where it was like I could possibly go and work in dance more often. Um, but also, I'm really outdoorsy. I think actually moving to, it's something I loved about moving to Northwest Arkansas is that I finally feel like I'm 
as outdoorsy as I used to always claim to be. Yeah. So um, being able to get into mountain biking here um, in the summertime, going on floats. It's like I own a kayak now. Yeah. Um, I also really love my cats. You yeah. know, I'm a cat mom. Okay. And um, moving, moving to Arkansas is the first time I lived alone. I've always had roommates and getting a cat, man. I don't know. I could go on forever about cats. And <laughs> probably hey, I could talk a lot about my dog too. Yeah, so I no, definitely get it. These are a very important part of yes. mental health. I think, so. Yeah. so let's go ahead and dive into our topic, what we brought here to talk to you about. So specifically, we love to highlight people in our community, diverse people in our community or diverse people in their specific positions and what they do. So you being a woman working in theater as a director is the reason we wanted to be able to sit down with you and really talk about who you are, what you do, and how you've made an impact through theater here in Northwest Arkansas. So diving into more of what we do production-wise, we put on, um, or we produce Latinx A every year. And Latinx A is basically an initiative here in Northwest Arkansas to empower, elevate, and engage Latino talent to help them excel in jobs or to help them excel in different areas of work. And so it's really wild how our worlds do go together. Our worlds do mesh and mingle even though they don't seem like they would at the end of the day. And so that's why we wanted to sit down and ask you specifically. So entering into the workforce, what are some pieces of advice that you have for other women who are wanting to enter into the theater area or the theater workforce in general? It's a good question. Um, yeah, I think if there's something you love doing, you know, mm -hmm. lean into that. And if it's if it's something you want to do, don't you don't need to don't let others discourage you from like this isn't like the place for you. Yeah. Um, when I was in undergrad, my program, I had the opportunity to try out a bunch of different things. And through that, I was able to really see what it was I did and didn't like. Yeah. Um, you know, within theater production, there's all these different um, things you could end up doing. And for some, it's like going into carpentry and going into scene shops or going. Um, and for me, I was also really drawn to the lighting side of it yeah. and doing that as well as the management. Um, and the management is what I, I pursued after after graduating. So I think if there's something you love and it feels like the right fit for you, um, you know, don't, don't let people like contradict, you know, maybe you need to go out and find more training in that. Yeah. Um, maybe you need to find, do that same set of skills, but find a different organization to do it at. Maybe it's the organization that's the problem and not, um, not the field you're trying to pursue. Yeah. Um, uh, I would also like seek out mentors too. Yeah. And there's usually like whether or not you find, there's the right mentor for you in your current environment. Yeah. Um, and also maybe ask ask those who are positions of power. Like if you're in a position and you're, all your professors are male, for instance, you know, say like, hey, do you know a woman in this field that's been successful that I could talk to? Yeah. Um, and not to say that your mentors have to be women, but there's so many people that are like wanting to bring, um, bring folks up in the industry in yeah. whatever industry I'm sure it's in. So it's just seeking out those mentors and really uh, relying on them. And a lot of times it's, just checking your network to see if there's a mentor out there that you don't currently know. Yeah, 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 that's definitely huge. And that's, you know, a huge part of being able to be agile in the workforce or being agile in your life in general, being willing to learn, being willing to be thrown into the fire, so to speak. And that's so funny that you touched on that because in Stephanie's Women of Serve to Perform podcast, um, she actually mentioned, you know, she jumped right into theater not knowing that she would learn how to use a nail gun. She would learn how to use a saw 
all of these things that not necess- that you wouldn't necessarily associate with theater, Stephanie said, you know, I had to learn. I had to be thrown in there and really figure it out and really learn how to do those things and test myself so that I was able to be an influential part of what we do behind the scenes. And so, you know, being willing to learn, being agile like that and, and really being okay with, you know, learning something new every day is huge. It's huge in any environment that you could possibly put yourself in. And so I thought that was just so awesome that you brought that up and made that point for me and I didn't even have to make it myself. So what would you say, uh, moving on to our next question, is Theater Squared's main mission statement or what is their main mission for our community here in Northwest Arkansas? What are they aiming to do and what are you guys hoping to do with each and everything, each and every theater production that you guys put on? Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, I think it's the thing about regional theaters is that, you know, outside of New York, for instance, um, when you think a lot of times when people think of theater, they think of Broadway. And so when you're and they're, you know, going for this general market is commercial. It's, um, you know, while it's things that have to succeed in New York, but then they're also going to go on tour and the soundtracks are going to be things and you know, a bit more like Hollywood in that sense, that they're, you know, they're not serving the city necessarily only that they're making things in. Yeah. And so, um, and there are, like, of course, other theaters in New York that are making making theater for New Yorkers, but that's the, what's really special about regional theater is that um, while you're trying to do things that would maybe have a national impact, you're getting, getting the word out there and doing, like, you're responding to what's happening nationally, you're really also, your audiences, the people that are coming, um, you know, for the most part, it's subscribers that live there. Yeah. So um, it's always thinking about what, um, you know, when we're in season planning, we're looking at what are the stories that need to be told right now. Yeah. And, um, and also trying to, like, always both diversify the stories that are being told on stage as well as, um, and who we're bringing in. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, if being honest, it's like I think it's a lot of spaces that exist. You know, they're of a certain age group, and they're largely white, and they're, you know, it's like how do we keep tapping into different the different communities that do exist within Northwest Arkansas? And so yeah. I think that's just something we're always striving to do is to reach more people and to tell different stories and tell you know, the, the audiences that are coming that they're seeing stories that they wouldn't normally, you know, encounter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that's a lot of what we do with Latinx and A. We you know, like I had mentioned earlier, we strive to engage, empower, and elevate the Latino culture here in Northwest Arkansas. But for Theater Squared or for anybody who may be in the production world on y'all's side of things, it's important for them to be able to hear things. It's important for them to be able to see plays that they wouldn't necessarily always see or that they wouldn't see on a big stage. Um, You know, it's important for us to be representing that diverse culture in more than just ways of, you know, the people that we're around or who's in our workforce or who's in our workplace. It's really, really, really important that we are engaging other avenues of diversity for others to see, others to be able to engage with in general. Um, And there's something about, about, like, live theater in particular, too, because I think it's, you know, it's a mission of a lot of um, arts organizations in general, but when you think of live theater, and it's something that we've been missing out on during the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, um, lately, is being able to be in the room because if you're if you're watching a movie or a TV show at home, you can pause it, you can step away, you're not confronted in the same way. And with live theater, you're in the room. Those actors are like 
breathing and telling the story in front of you. And um, you can't, you can't hide from it the same way that if you're, um, you know, a story, you just want to turn it off and and walk away from it. So I think that's, that human connection is what makes also like live theater so important. So you touched on COVID. Tell us about that transition. Tell us about how you transitioned from, you know, plays in person, people in the audience to Stephanie has mentioned to us how you guys were live streaming plays for a really long time during COVID, during that that time span where you guys had to make adjustments. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about what you think the biggest lesson that you guys as a theater company um, learned through the pandemic. Sure. And I think it's, you know, there's things the organization has done and then also like how much um, my job shifted as well in the past yeah. year. Because, um, so I mean, yeah, as you, te- as you touched on, we went from making live performances and then back in the fall, we were able to start, um, a lot of theater companies around the country were moving shows onto Zoom. Yeah. You know, I think everybody in their workplaces moved online in some way. So at first you kind of had the different boxes on the screen, you know, we were doing new play readings that way. And then we got to a point where we, was, um, we were able to get safety protocols in place and be able to film film our plays on stage. So it was like we were able to fully produce them in the way we normally would just yeah. without a run of an audience. Yeah. Um, and my role was picked, what I ended up picking up on was, you know, having to try to pull together all of the safety resources because safety has already been traditionally part of my job, but specifically with COVID safety and, you know, taking courses on how can we have actors and how much testing, or how can we have actors in the space not working with masks and in close yeah. proximity and doing this in time where, you know, the vaccine, when that was going to start rolling out, you know, that was still a big unknown. And so um, managing how many tests, I can't tell you how many tests I've had, somewhere around 60, I think. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, and we're, yeah. getting, we're in points where everybody on the team is getting tested one to three times a week, most people three times a week. Yeah. And so I think just managing, um, and also that, you know, and it's it, there's definitely that, that burden to manage of you're both holding the safety of all the individuals you're working with and trying to continue and making important art, and uh, that's something nationally that has often gotten lost that the the arts organizations around the country have been screaming for, that, like, yeah. arts are essential. Yeah. And, um, you know, to please for the government to include us in your relief bills, and, you know, it's also an essential service, and it's an important industry. Um, so I think that's been, um, yeah, so I think with COVID, is both the theater um, industry has been reckoning with what does it mean when you can't do the essential part of what you're designed to do, which is live performance, people in the room together. And um, so that's been a reckoning with COVID. And then on the heels of that, on the heels of like the pandemic happening, um, George Floyd, which of course it's very timely today with the court results coming out. And I haven't seen what they are yet. I hear they're coming soon. But um, that's the other thing that the theater industry has had to be reckoning with is both when we get back to actually being able to produce again, how are we going to do things different to be a more inclusive industry and to better protect um, all of our artists and and bring more artists in? Yeah, yeah, for sure, which has been a huge thing for us. You know, as COVID was kind of ramping up and starting, we went all virtual with our services. We took everything through Zoom. um, And, you know, that was definitely a learning curve. And it was a learning curve to, first off, not be coming to an office every day like this and be sitting here with our people. But it was a learning curve because we had to learn, our coaches, us, me, personally, we all had to learn how to be intentional with our conversation, with our thoughts, 
um, because we're not seeing each other in the hallway of our offices. We're not seeing each other in the office, sitting down and being able to have meetings every day. We have to be very thorough um, and intentional with the way that we say things and our wording and all of that. And so that was a big deal for us through COVID. We really had to be agile with our services, but also with our people. We had to be able to mix and mingle, but learn how to do that via Zoom, which was very, you know, like I said, it was a very big learning curve for us specifically. You know, for us to be able to say, you know, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, this is coming to a close, and and we're going to have precautions in place to be able to keep all of us safe, as well as be able to include the diversity um, that we have going on currently. So, how can somebody get involved with Theater Squared? How can we get involved with what you guys do? How can we promote? How can we help diversify even more so what you guys do? How can we get involved? Yeah, I mean, come see a show. Um, there's, you know, there's different ways to, I mean, definitely like, be like, yeah, subscribe, come see all of our shows. But even like, you know, coming, if you've never seen a show before, um, like at least try to come see one. I mean, yeah. you can check out some of the online content as well if you're not ready to come in in person. Um, and also if like access is a barrier as well, um, through our website, like there's, a, there's various ways if you're, um, you know, depending on what your age are, you know, it's like there's, there's cheaper tickets as well. There's $10 tickets out there, um, you know, for like student age groups yeah. and um, the, as well as uh, various organizations that we reach out to, to just try to get as many people in the door as we can. And hopefully that um, the price of a ticket also isn't a burden as well. So I think the big thing is come see. Now, if you want to get like actively involved in theater too, uh, I mean, there's always be checking out our jobs page. There's yeah. a lot of jobs we've been hiring right now. And there's some positions, we also have a handful of positions that are part-time, you know, even if you're not looking to do a full career like shift as well, there's um, either between our box office or our cafe or over higher within production, there's a lot of like hourly work as well. So Awesome. 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 Yeah, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for all that you do for our community here in Northwest Arkansas. Thank you for all that you do for Theater Squared. It does not go unnoticed and we appreciate your time and all of your wonderful insight for all of those who may be wanting to get involved in the workforce or who maybe just don't know how. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And we appreciate your time greatly.